0: never gets old hallelujah are you thankful for his mercy new this morning hallelujah hallelujah that it endured all the way to this generation hallelujah you may be seated in the house of the lord for just one moment we're going to stand again but before we do i would like to greet the assembly And, and while we're talking about the name of jesus can i just remind everybody that it's a place the name of jesus is a place it's not like brian you you can't abide in me i'm sorry that's probably a really good thing hallelujah but jesus you can get inside of in fact the bible tells us that as many as have been baptized into christ have put on christ how many been baptized into christ today my goodness hallelujah sometimes we forget we're in the tower Maybe it's because we're down on the lower level. I'd encourage you today to climb on up and look out the window. See what God has done. There's victory in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Hallelujah. 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 My heart is so full this morning. I literally said, Lord... You're going to have to help govern things. I don't want to get up there and spontaneously combust. Hallelujah. Some of y'all probably like to see that. Hallelujah. Amen. Today is September 11th. I wonder if we have any public servants, law enforcement, firemen, if you just stand right now. Anyone that's in that role, our first responders, I know that there's some of you here. Thank you, Brother Steve Grau. Over here, Brother Terry Chastain. Amen. Let's give them a hand. That's all right. That's all right. Hey, man, let's give them honor. And we certainly want to, on this day, we certainly want to honor you and be mindful of just how precious life is and how, in a moment, philosophies that are not of God and ideologies that are not of God can snuff out a life. And we want to just make sure that you feel appreciated. And I would say, thank you for being Christian. Because there is no greater love than this, than that a man or a woman would lay down their life for a friend. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to make a a brief announcement. Any of y'all that's heard me preach, you know we're already in trouble. It's quarter after. The Lord's going to anoint me to speed through and get to the point and bless y'all. In Jesus' name. But I do want to uh, say that our Bible quizzing season is kicking off. So if your children want to participate in Bible quizzing next year, I want you to know that you can sign up now. And let me tell the Apostolic Church what book of the Bible we're studying next year. It's a little book in the New Testament, right behind the Gospels, that talks about the New Testament Church and the Acts of the Apostles, hallelujah. It's gonna bless your home, it's gonna bless your marriage, it's gonna bless your children, and you will wanna be a part of Bible quizzing this year. You can sign up at Community Church Builder. I don't know if we have that video or not, but in any case, if you go to our website, down on the right-hand side, there's a simple little button that simply allows you to access Community Church Builder. When you get there, you don't even have to authenticate. You don't have to give your blood type. You don't tell them what you weigh. You just click Forms in the upper right-hand corner, and you can sign up there. Also, many people have asked, how can I get involved? I want to do something for the kingdom here at FAC. There are two courses that are largely prerequisites for just about any leadership at FAC. If this is your first time hearing this, forgive us. And if it's not, then bear with us again. But those two courses are the Christian Development course and the Practical Leadership course. And we are in the week two of Christian Development. You can still sign up for Christian Development. You can make up week one at the end. If you want to be a part of that, see Connect Point; They'll get you signed up. The same way that you can sign up here that we've seen on the video for Bible quizzing, you can also sign up for the leadership course. Uh, We recognize everybody's time is valuable. So what we're going to do in October, there are two Thursdays and two Saturdays that we're going to offer the course on a Thursday track for Thursday PMs, on a Saturday track in the afternoons. If you've been here and you've been through the uh, Christian discipleship course, will you wave your hand? Awesome. Look at that. Now those that raise your hands, can you give me a big amen if it blessed your soul? Amen. Who's been through the leadership course? It's only been offered one time. I see one hand, two. I can't see anything. I'm blind up here. If it blessed your soul, somebody say amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. They were under a lot of pressure right there, but I'm sure they meant it. Hallelujah. Everybody feeling all right in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. So we want you to be a part of of what's happening at FAC, what God is doing. And I wonder if right now, beneath us, there's some, I don't know, 40 to 70 kids, probably closer to 70 than 40, and some of them have energy that you know all about. That's why you came this morning. Lord, I just want to drop them off and get upstairs. Hallelujah. And some of them got attitudes, all oh, bigger than their mamas, bigger than their daddies, just big attitudes. We don't know where they came from. We got, we got teachers down there casting the boy out of that devil, you know what I mean? And... um. You know, in all sincerity, I wonder if across this whole assembly, if we could raise both hands right now and if we could bless our children. In the name of Jesus, I pray, Lord, reign your presence, God, your power upon every child of FAC, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would cloak them, God, with your grace, with your mercy. Let them feel the love that you showed us at Calvary, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that every seed of your word that is sown into their lives, God, that it would take root. Lord, that they would be like trees planted by rivers of water that bring forth fruit in their season. Bless our children in Jesus' name. Someone say, bless them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want to thank you for joining me in that prayer. God heard it. He will honor it. And I want to give gratitude to our ministry team and certainly to our pastor. My only apologies to you is that I'm not him. And so there you have it. But I certainly honor our pastor. He's preaching an anniversary service in Philadelphia today. And I want, to, uh, I want to also say that on the 21st of this month, I'll be married 20 years. 20 years. And I want to honor my beautiful wife, my helpmate. The other day I was in prayer and I was just so broken as I began to consider the way the Lord has blessed us and the way he's blessed me. And as I began to uh to inventory those blessings before God, he affirmed with his spirit that yes, indeed, I was correct. I have been blessed. Hallelujah. And so I love my wife, I love my cool son and my beautiful daughter. And I love my parents, my mother, approaching the 100-day mark since her stroke. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We serve a faithful God. We serve a faithful God, church. I know there's doubt here. I know there's doubt here. But watch this. Doubt, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. I command you to flee. Lord, let faith flourish in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. You are our healer and our hope, and we give you glory, God. We bless your holy name. I'm thankful for my father and mother. Let me say this, that heritage is intrinsically linked to inheritance. I had the pleasure of being at the Mark Conference one night this week. And as the minister spoke, it it ministered to my heart so profoundly. He said, if the Rockefellers and the Kennedys and all of those that are wealthy, if their children aren't doing what their parents did to take care of the blessing, then the inheritance will only last for one generation. The next generation, they will neither have the inheritance nor the heritage. They'll forfeit it both. And so it is in the church of the living God. I'm thankful for a grandmother and a grandfather that were praying people. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for the patriarchs that have gone before us. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for my heritage. And I am aware, I am acutely aware that it is linked to the blessing of my inheritance that I'm enjoying right now. When we feel the presence of the Lord in this place, it's an inheritance blessing. But it's linked to a heritage blessing. Because somebody that went before you knelt there. Come on knelt down beside their bed and called names out in prayer and made intercession for the church. Hallelujah. Somebody pled the blood of Jesus over you when you were a child. Somebody prayed for a lost soul before you were even baptized in Jesus' name. And our heritage is linked to our inheritance. Don't despise your heritage today. It's linked to your inheritance. I'm going to make it real plain. There's a lot of things in your heritage that this culture does not like. And the church is supposed to adapt. I'm going to tell you something. If great-grandmother who was Holy Ghost-filled thought it was evil, it's still evil. I'm just going to tell you. Chances are if she covered it up, it's because it meant to be covered up. I'm just telling you. I know, I know. You're like, oh, you're not the pastor. Listen, church. Church. I want the inheritance to be to my children and to your children and to their children. Hallelujah. Let's not forsake our heritage. Let's set God high upon the throne because he's the king of all kings, and he's worthy of all of the praise, the glory, and the honor. Hallelujah. Some of you are standing. Let's everybody stand one more time. Abba Calisthenics 20 after. We've got to do this. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy, the 25th division. We're going to read verse 17. Deuteronomy in the 25th division, verse 17. Remember. Everyone say remember. Remember Remember what Amalek did unto thee by the way. Someone say by the way. way. Now say it like you say it in everyday English. Say "By by the way. Okay, good. When ye were come forth out of Egypt, how he met thee. Someone say it with me. By the way, and smote the hindmost. Everybody say, the hindmost. Hindmost. Interesting. We don't use that word very often. Um, Smote the hindmost of thee, even all that were feeble. Behind, everyone say, behind. Behind thee. All right. Now, I've had you say so many things that you forgot what we were even reading. So I'm going to go back up for a second. Remember what Amalek did unto thee by the way. When you were come forth out of Egypt, how he met thee by the way, and smote the hindmost of thee, even all that were feeble behind thee, when thou was faint and weary, and he, Amalek, feared not God. Verse 19, Therefore it shall be when the Lord thy God hath given thee rest from all thine enemies round about in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess it, that thou shalt blot out the remembrance. Someone say, blot out the remembrance. Blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Thou shalt not forget it. It's interesting language, and that's our King James language there. It says blot out the remembrance, and then it says don't forget. What blotting out the remembrance means is blot him out entirely. Destroy him. He's gone. All you'll have is a memory, but you can't find any fiber of his being left because he has been blotted out. In the New Testament, Acts, the seventh division. Acts chapter 7. The New Testament, Acts 7, verse 38. I'm getting cottonmouth already, y'all. The scripture says this is he, talking about Moses, that was in the church in the wilderness. Someone say the church in the wilderness. With the angel which spake to him in the Mount Sinai, and with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us. By the help of God, I want to preach this morning a thought that I'm going to have to abridge. So pray with me that he will help me do it. Simply the church in the wilderness the church in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Father God, we're your children. We are gathered here in your presence, Father. Lord, there were those that came forth today looking for healing, looking for something, God. And I know that under the sound of my voice, there are people from every walk of life, God. But they're your children. You've loved them with an everlasting love. God, this word that we handle today, God, I pray that you would... Empower me to handle it delicately, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that it flow forth from me unadulterated and pure, God. And I pray that it would minister to the soul of every hearer in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, be near right now. We need you, God. We are your church in the wilderness. And I ask you, God, be present right now, Lord. Deliver, Father. Set free. Hallelujah. Break yokes and chains, Father. Heal, Lord, on the inward parts. God, expose, Lord, to us, Father, our own fallenness, God, and draw us into your glory, I pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, if you will agree with me, lift up your voice and clap your hands unto the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated in the house of the Lord. My goodness, I feel so much in this place today. I feel healing virtue. I feel an evangelistic spirit. I feel a word for the body of Christ today. God wants to do something. If you leave here and you don't get what you came for, or let me say it this way, you might have came just to get out in time to find football or what have you, but if you leave here and you don't leave filled, it's on you. Jesus wants to touch you today. Hallelujah. Jesus wants to minister. Glory to God. It's in the book of Exodus where we first see this this saga unfold and this, this traumatic story of Amalek attacking Israel. And uh, it tells us in our text today that it happened right as Israel had come forth out of Egypt. So isn't that just the way it goes in life sometimes? Right on the heels of a greatest victory were T-boned at the intersection of thought everything was okay and just another day in the neighborhood. And that's exactly what happened here to Israel as they were in the wilderness just a short while and Amalek comes and he attacks And as we read moments ago, Moses did prophesy that the Amalekites would be utterly destroyed. We find in Samuel, uh, the 15th division, that this prophecy is brought to pass and indeed Amalek is destroyed. But I wonder this morning if we can just agree, you and I, right now, here under the sound of my voice in these four walls, if we could just agree that the prophecy of the word of the Lord will always come to pass. Can we agree on that today? This word is true. This word is forever settled in heaven. You can count on what this word has to say. This word will teach you how to live in victory. This word will show you the paths of life. Hallelujah. We read in the book of Acts, Stephen, as he is defending himself before the Sanhedrin council, and he's inventorying all the exploits of Israel, he's trying to get them to understand that this Christ is the Christ you have awaited. There he calls a a, a remembrance, to their remembrance rather, this church that was in the wilderness that Moses was a part of. And so again, Amalek and Israel, this story that we read, just a brief synopsis of in the scripture, is one that drips with the evidence of the relationship between the church and between the wilderness. Make no mistake about it today, friend. This world is a wilderness. But I come to tell you, make no mistake about this either there is still a church that is in the wilderness in all of the chaos and in all of the pain there is still a place where the balm of gilead can soothe your hurting soul hallelujah hallelujah turn your neighbor and say wilderness a few years ago, I was on my way to a uh, uh, annual fishing trip, and with my family, my my father, my brother-in-law Ryan, who runs sound back there sometimes, and and uh, most of the time there are others. God bless them all, and uh, my son. And, and it's always a time we look forward to. And I wanted to buy a new fishing boat, so I got on Craigslist. Speaking of wilderness, I got on Craigslist, and and so I I wound up buying a little metal boat, and and I was so excited, and we got. To some 12 hours north of here up into the wilderness of Canada in the province of Ontario. Now, for a city boy from Cincinnati, we're talking intense wilderness because where I was, it was easily like 10 miles to the nearest store. I mean, it was... That's wilderness for the city folk. You know what I'm talking about. And so... I had seen in the years that I had been there multiple times bears and, and bear cubs, and we've seen foxes and beautiful wildlife. And I was so excited, and, and so we got there, and the boat started. Ha, miracle number one, we're, we're off to a good start. The Craigslist boat is running. Hallelujah. And so we, we go off to one of our favorite fishing holes a few miles up into the wilderness, and there we, we began to fish, and we were taking on a great draught of fish. It was wonderful. And, and my, my son affectionately renamed the cove. We were in Crazy Bass Cove. So he just took authority right there. And this is Crazy Bass Cove. And he, he named it. He called that place Crazy Basco. So, so there we were, and, and night began to fall, but we were having such a good time. I didn't want to leave, and there were others with us that had boats that did not have the engine that my boat had. They were slower. And so they said, we've got to get back. It's miles back to the dock before, before nightfall. And I said, well, you know what? I've got my Craigslist machine here. So I'm going to hang back, and I'm going to fish a little longer. It's going to be good. Hallelujah. And so they went off, and until we could no longer hear the sound of their boats, and now dusk had really settled in, and the temperature had begun to drop, and we were there in the wilderness. And my brother-in-law says, uh, I think we might should go now. And Kedrick said, yeah, I'm getting cold. And I said, all right, let's do it, boys. And, and I turned the key, and nothing happened. Click. You know. Oh help us, Lord. And so I'm sure it's nothing, really. Jiggle the wire. You know, (laughs) nothing. And I, I, I know my time is short, but panic began to set in. And Kedrick said quickly, you know, and he's a tough young man, right? You know, you've seen his, his selfies and stuff. He's, he's the man, right? But all of a sudden he said, well, Dad, what's going to happen if the boat doesn't start? Because, I mean, where are we gonna, what are we going to do? We, we, we can't sleep on the shore. There's bears. I said, I said, we'll sleep in the boat. It'll be good. Jesus did it. It'll be fine. All right. So, so there we are. And, and we're in the wilderness. And uh, my brother-in-law, who is the eternal Boy Scout, at least he thinks he is, is standing up. He's perched on the bow of the boat. And he's got his mag light out. And he's shining it into nothing. And and he's he's got his hand in front of the lightning. I said, what are you doing, man? This ain't a disco. And he said, said, I'm I'm sending out an SOS. Because we were in the wilderness. I don't want to meet Mama Bear. I don't even want to see a beaver. I don't want no part of it. Especially if it's dark and you can't see. Right? But we're in the wilderness. Now, Now, see me later for what happened, because we survived. Somebody say, I survived. And so it is with you and I in life, we have been in circumstances where we weren't sure how it was going to end, because the wilderness will take you out if it can. But thank God, there's a church in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The event in 1996 Everest was made popular again by a movie that came out just a short while ago. There were eight people on an expedition to summit on Mount Everest in the elements where human life is not really meant to be sustained. Shortness of breath, dramatically cold temperatures. And on that expedition in 1996, eight of them did not make it back. They did not reach the destination on the schedule that they were supposed to. And so as they began to come back down the mountain, they lost their lives. Some of them kept their lives, but they lost fingers. Their noses were gone from the frostbite. Toes and sections of their limbs had to be be cut off because of the damage that was inflicted by the wilderness. By the wilderness. The wilderness is, church, and it always will be that wild and that uncultivated region. Whether it's a forest or whether it's a desert, it's that region that is only inhabited by the wild. It's only inhabited by the predatory. It seems like there are creatures there that have almost been banished there, if you will. They're thriving in their armored exteriors. Perhaps it's venomous fang or it's venomous stinger. Or maybe it's jaws that exterminate life. Or it's a, it's, it's, it's a claw that would expose the deep tissue of a prey. But the wilderness is not a place of fruitfulness. It's not a place of love. It's not a place of kindness. It's not a place where a weary soul will find sustenance. There are brutal elements in the wilderness. Let's go ahead and chalk the field for just a second. This world that we live in, though we have all of the conveniences that we could ever want and we'll eat more than we need all day just at breakfast, but Let me tell you something. We're still in a wilderness. There is still a predator. There is still an element that is looking to take us out. And the church of God needs to understand that the siren song of this world, as perpetual and never-ending as it is, is only beckoning souls to emptiness. There is nothing in this world. This world has nothing for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Church, the wilderness and worldliness are cousins of the closest kind. They are built for and they are bent on the destruction of life. You ask the executive who's three marriages into life, who's still working hard, who's estranged from his children. He's maniacally controlled by the pursuit of earthly gain, but he's empty and he's left wanting. You ask him how the wilderness has left him. You ask our suburban kids who are blessed, they're pursuing academia and sports and popularity and beauty. You ask them, you ask them, why is in your section and demographic of the world drug use skyrocketing like nowhere else? Because the world is a wilderness. You ask the addict who was looking for hope, thinking that first hit would give them an escape that they've been longing for for so long. And now that addiction stands over them and gloats at them and says, look at you now. I've got you. You're mine. This world is a wilderness. My God in heaven. You ask that young lady. She thought when she gave herself away that she would find love but she was searching for it in a place that it could never be found. And so she doubled down and she began to give it out again and again and again until her depravity went so low that she's left feeling like she's worthless, suicidal thoughts. This world is a wilderness. This world is a wilderness. Citizens of the wilderness these children are. Children of God who know not their creator. Pop culture is the wilderness. It portrays everything that is not as though it were. I hope I'm not being too generic today. I hope you understand that I'm exposing the world. I don't really care anymore. I'm 40 years old. Let me tell you something. As I look back over my life, the only thing that mattered was what I found at an altar. The only thing that mattered was what God blessed me with. The only truth that prevailed was the truth of this word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, my God, amen. A hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood. <laughs> Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. I don't care who built it. I don't care what architect in hell made it look beautiful. I don't trust that frame. It's not the city I'm looking for. I don't trust that frame. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy clinging to Jesus' name. I hear the words. They're pinned. They're as fresh and they're as relevant as they were thousands of years ago. Oh, church, love not the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in this world. The world passeth away. The lust thereof passeth away. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Hallelujah. This world is a wilderness. It passes away. But there is a church that is in the wilderness i'd beckon you this morning to look at the stark contrast between this world and it's depravity and the church of the living god i'm not talking about the imperfect people from the pulpit to the parking lot we're all broken and we're all fallen but let me tell you a few things that we do have that are perfect we've got a perfect christ we've got a perfect salvation he's put in us a perfect praise hallelujah hallelujah let the name of the Lord be exalted. Woo! In Moses' day, it was a pillar of fire by night because the temperature drops in the wilderness. But that's all right, they were in the church. And so that pillar of fire put warmth over across that wilderness place. There was a pillar of cloud by day. It's a good thing because the sun gets in the sky and it's hot and it's sweltering. But that cloud would give them shade. Hallelujah. In the wilderness, there was water from a rock. There was bitter water that was made sweet. It was water even to quench a thirsty soul. There was manna for heaven. I don't mean just manna to feed your body, but manna to feed your spirit. Hallelujah. Anointed men of God there in the wilderness leading that church when the plague came upon the people they ran in front of it and they stopped it i'm so thankful today that i've got a pastor that'll stand between the plague of sin and this salvation hallelujah that we are longing for declaring the word of god preserving the souls of the saints hallelujah hallelujah Can I tell you this morning, there's still a church in the wilderness. It's still a soul saving station. Praise the name of the Lord. It's a place where the truth can still be found. It's built on the rock, the solid rock. It's the church of the living God. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm in the church where the weary soul that's just over everyone and everything that it has encountered in the wilderness can find love that's deep and wide, can find mercy, can find amazing grace. Healing for their heart, their mind, and their soul. Praise the name of Jesus. That church in the wilderness, y'all, they had a tabernacle. They'd come in through that gate and they'd begin to enter communion. Hallelujah. Worship, offering incense, but not everybody could go. Not everybody could go. Only the priest could go in to where the Ark of the Covenant was. Where God's Holy Spirit dwelt. Where the Shekinah glory. Can we just can we just use an old pentecost word right now the shekinah glory of god would rest in that place hallelujah do you know that the shekinah glory of god is in this place because this church in this wilderness now knows a post-crucifixion and resurrection experience a dispensation where god's power and might is on display each and every day accessible to you and i glory to god Glory to God. I'm thankful for the church. I'm thankful for the church. The scripture says that Amalek was by the way. If we were texting it, yo, am BTW. Okay. Right? Because by the way, it's just casual. What are you doing this afternoon, by the way? What are you going to spend that paycheck on, by the way? You guys hanging out this Friday? Hey, by the way, we're going to be over here. There's some gravity in what I just said, y'all. Because by the way, we'll get in your way. And it'll cause you to lose the way. Jesus said, straight is the gate and narrow is the way. But here right lined up next to the way is by the way. See, you and I are going to walk into work tomorrow. And by the way, every manner of evil is going to be there. It's going to start real mild. It's going to start by sucking you into a conversation about how cruddy the new healthcare plan is. And there is a shining beacon of light. We'll say, I'm telling you what. Just spewing Jesus all over everybody. Hallelujah. With our positive report. If I have to fill out that report one more time, I won't tell. Y'all going to let me be real for a minute? Is the church real? Is this fantasy church? I know fantasy football started, but is this fantasy church? Come on, guys. This is why the psalmist said, Blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. Because what happens is when you're walking in the way, someone comes up alongside by the way, and they start whispering in your ear. And you're still moving, so you say, Pastor, I'm good. I'm still with you because you're moving. Walking in the counsel of the ungodly, but you're still walking. So you're like, I'm still walking, you know, right? And then you got a little pop culture in you, and you got a little modernized philosophy. Now you start a little more politically correct opinions than maybe what your heritage holds. And all of a sudden, walking by the way turns into standing in the way. Pastor, I'm still good. I'm still standing. The problem is the church is moving, but you're standing. And not only are you in the way with sinners poisoning your own soul, but they can't get anywhere either because you're in the way with the sinner. And Jesus can't be seen. His, His whole preeminence is obstructed while you're in the way. Y'all, I teach kids. I teach youth. I parent. I ain't been in the pulpit in a long time. She's going to give me a leash right now. This is how it's going to go. Hallelujah. So then all of a sudden, right there in the middle of your holiness journey, you go from standing to sitting in the seat of the scornful. Oh, Be careful about by the way, church. Be careful about by the way. You don't want to be sitting in the seat of the scornful. I can promise you this. When your posture changes, you've lost it all. When your whole countenance changes, you're in trouble. I'm telling you, take inventory of what's by the way. That's no good for me. That's no good for me. That's gonna slow me down. That's a weight that will easily beset me. I've got to keep on going. I'm part of the church in the wilderness. I can't be delayed. I've gotta press toward the mark of the high calling of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, carrying on like a good soldier, like a good soldier, hallelujah, 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 be careful, be careful about what's by the way. It's not time to entertain anything lurking by the way. It's not time to put your your Christian walk on cruise control. It's time for us to press on. Some of you got unsafe family. My God, some of you got children. They haven't even made their calling an election sure yet. Some of you yourselves are still wondering if you're in or if you're out. Come on church. We've got to be careful about what's lurking by the way. Woo. Woo. Woo my god my god the scripture says that amalek he struck out at the hindmost those that were behind somebody say behind somebody say by the way mm, by the way is the prelude to behind when we get entangled with by the way all of a sudden hey y'all catch up i'll catch up see that's what i did when i was in the wilderness when i was fishing i'll get there oh my boat's fast i'll be a prayer meeting next weekend hallelujah I'll catch men's conference next year. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Where's the safe ground, Lord? Lead me to it. Hallelujah. All joking aside, don't fall behind. Don't fall behind. You say, Brian, what do you mean? You want me to make it real for a second? Let's, Let's you and I, let's all get in our hovercraft and let's go up. And let's look down on Israel for just a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, by the help of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to paint a picture for you. I can see Israel, the masses moving. Ooh, there's that pillar of cloud Ooh, following after the miracle. And we come down a little bit closer. And the Bible tells us that in Exodus, Moses, we give, we give Miriam the credit for her song. It was really Moses' song. He wrote it. Miriam just got so excited, she grabbed a tambourine and said, I can't take it no more. And she started singing about it. That's how it really went down. You go read the account in Exodus. But Moses said, I will sing unto the Lord. I can hear it right there in the hot middle of the church in the wilderness. There's a testimony going up. He has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Hallelujah. I don't know what it sounded like. It was in Hebrew, so I can't sing it that way anyway. But I think it went like this. I will sing unto the Lord, for he triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will prepare him a habitation. Yes, I will exalt him. Now see, let me tell you something. When that is going on, when that's going on, Amalek is going to hang out, by the way. Amalek don't want no part of that. He don't want no part of that. So somebody's over here having a little praise and worship service, okay? And then a little bit behind them, I can hear over the noise of the marketplace and maybe the bang of the animals, I can hear a father. I can hear him saying, son, listen to me. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. With all thy might and with all thy strength, with all thy soul, give it all to him. I want you to remember, son, he brought us over the Red Sea. He delivered us from Egypt. Don't ever forget it. I want you to bind it. I want you to bind it uh, uh, upon your forehead and write it upon your forehead and make it like frontlets between your eyes. And as a matter of fact, son, why don't you get that new set of Sharpies we just picked up over there, Target. I know they went shopping at Target. But he went, God, he said, we're going to write it on the doorpost. Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Hallelujah. See, that's what was happening. Now, here's why Amalek don't want any part of that. Mm-mm. Them's God's people. You see what I'm saying? They're not walking the council of God. They're sitting in the seat of scornful, saying in the way of sinners. I don't want any part of that. I don't want any part of that. So we hung back. And then the hindmost showed up. I'm talking about the hindmost. Uh-huh. All consumed with nothing. I got hours in the day and nothing to do. And so I'm going to use it to do nothing. I'm going to text you so you can do nothing. And we're going to get together. And we're going to talk about nothing. And everyone with arm's reach is going to hell. And I don't care about it because I'm in the hindmost. I'm in the hindmost. Holy Ghost sent me here today to reach for you. There's people under the sound of my voice. You've been playing church. Listen to me. I'm not saying out of judgment. I'm saying it because I just walked by Amalek. I saw him and you weren't watching, but he's poised and he's ready to take you out. I'm calling out to the body of Christ. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Take on the whole armor of God. And having done everything to stand, stand therefore. Stand therefore. Be a light and a beacon in a world of darkness. They don't need anybody that looks like them. They don't need anybody else that acts like them. They don't need anybody else that walks and talks like them. My God in heaven, if we're just like the world, what in the world are we going to pull them out of? If we're going to pull them into salvation, we've got to be in the church that's in the wilderness. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. My God, don't take this life and this walk and God's grace and his provision and his blessing and his favor so casually that you fall behind. Let me tell you something, church. It's okay and it's needful that the church is in the wilderness. But it's not okay. And it's definitely needful that the wilderness not be in the church. All right, I see. You want some more of that victory stuff. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. There's people under the sound of my voice that are dealing with addiction. There's people under the sound of my voice that have brokenness. There's people under the sound of my voice that have been abused. There's people under the sound of my voice who don't know where their children are. They don't even know where they are. There's people under the sound of my voice whose marriages are being ripped apart and they're sitting within arm's reach I'm telling you, church, we've got to hold on to some heritage, and we've got to disperse this inheritance. There's a lost soul that needs a Savior, and I want this place to be a place where every sinner that walks through the doors feels the love of God like nothing they've ever felt before, that would compel them to the waters of baptism, that would give them the strength to raise their hands and speak in a new language as the Spirit of God fills them hallelujah the church is still called to be holy and I don't mean just separated from the world I'm not talking about that man there's so many uh, the, the Taliban separated from the world what are they holy I'm not talking about some pharisaical goofiness I'm talking about being separated unto God every vessel that was in that temple that tabernacle was separated unto God hallelujah They didn't come in and put some wonder bread down where the show bread was. No, they were using the show bread that was separated unto God everything about it was clean let me tell you church everything about you is clean we preach from a holy bible we baptize in a holy name we're filled with a holy spirit and we serve a holy God what in the wilderness would make us object when somebody says we ought to be a holy people my God everything about this is holy Jesus Christ is holy God is holy everything he does is holy his salvation is holy his word is holy hallelujah Don't fall behind. Don't fall behind. Mother, listen to me. That habit you've justified is crucifying holiness in your little girl, in your life. Please hear me, Dad. That casual entertainment that you're enjoying, it's becoming idolatry. It's crucifying and killing calling in your home. It's choking purpose out of your young son. I came to remind the church that only what's done for Christ will last. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only what's done for Christ will last. I gotta say it for me one more time. Only what's done, Brian, for Christ will last. Brian, inventory your schedule. Brian, think about it for just one moment longer. Brian, only what's done for Christ will last. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're fixing to close. I know y'all. some of you are like, boy, we need to. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Samuel 15. Here's where it all goes down. One of the most incredible stories. It puts the entire world on edge. This is where everyone gets the perception that God is so brutal. How can you say that your God loves when he ordered the absolute destruction of entire entire, uh, sex of society? in the Old Testament. Let's talk about it. First Samuel 15 and 3. Now go and smite Amalek, the word of the God, the word of God, coming through the prophet to Saul, King Saul, utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not, but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep and camel and ass. Fast forward to verse 9. But Saul and the people spared Agag, the king of Amalek, and the best of the sheep, and of the oxen and of the fatlings and the lambs. All that was good and would not utterly destroy them, but everything that was vile and refused, that they destroyed utterly. Keep it up there. The best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fatlings and the lambs and all that was what? Who said it was good? Thank you. When I'm in blast zone, I expect them kids to answer. Hallelujah. <laughs> they said it was good. Oh. Oh. And not only short that but everything that was vile and refused. Who said it was vile and refused? God said, take it out, blot it out, get it out. They said some of it's good. When I got here, I almost said, Lord, I've got to change my whole message. I wanted to preach. It's just a lamb. What's wrong with a lamb? This world comes like an angel of light. And if we're not careful, we will begin to look at sin and we'll run it through some sort of sortation device and say, well, this is Okay. And this is, this is vile, but this is good, but this is refuse. Friends, step away. Step into the presence of God and see it for what it is. It's sin. Do you know what sin did to Israel, by the way? It utterly took the lives of those that had fallen behind. I thought I was in trouble in the wilderness. I thought that when, when those guys came down off Everest, they were lucky to be alive because they lost a nose and a finger. But I'm telling you that they were destroyed by sin. Church of the living God. It is a trap of the enemy for you to begin to look and say, what's wrong with that? I think it's okay. Trust God. He's really good at what he does. If he said abstain from the very appearance of evil, whoa, let's step back, Jack. I'm telling you right now, we've got to walk uprightly before him and before men. And I'm not saying it from a position of self-righteousness. I'm saying it from a position of preservation by the power of a living God. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah! musicians come musicians come hallelujah if the Lord didn't lay on anything on your heart why don't you sing that song uh, I need you Jesus to come to my rescue hallelujah I know that's not a very conventional closing it's a little abrupt isn't it the scripture said hallelujah church the presence of the Lord is here hallelujah Hallelujah. First Samuel 14 and 15. Samuel comes up on to Israel and Saul, he says, "What means the bleating? The bleating, the bleating, The Bah! What are these sheep that I hear? I want to ask you a question. If God's riding in your car, is he saying what means the bleating?" If he sits down with you this afternoon, while you're making your decisions, whatever you're watching—if it's a deodorant commercial, you know when it happens to have naked women pillow fighting or something—I just wonder if anyone hears bleeding. My heart is so heavy. This world is not our home. We are a church in the wilderness. And as a church in the wilderness, we are the hope of the nations. Hear me for a second. When you make your choices this week, ask yourself, is there anything about this that's bleeding? Bleeding. Some of you get it. But I want to tell you, exactly why God destroyed Amalek. Because he remembered what Amalek did to his children. Have we literally become so numb to the love of a Christ that bled and died on a cross at Calvary that we forgot? That his great love is the very thing that wants to stamp out of our lives everything that would hurt us. What parent among us would let our child play in the street? What parent among us would let our child hang out with a crack dealer? What parent among us would let a network of evil ensnare our children and take their lives? Don't you know that God is the definition of a protective parent? Amalek had to go because the blood that flowed from the hindmost of Israel was crying out to him from the desert soil. and He was so compelled that he said anything that does that to my child has to be blotted out. And so we fast forward. We fast forward to a cross account. And here's Jesus, hung high and stretched wide. And he's blotting out every amalekite that this entire society is burning. Every sinful habit, every addiction, every pain, every chain, all the brokenness, all the sorrow, all the heartache, all the depravity. There he is. There he is. I wish you could see my Savior for a moment. Stand across this building. Stand across this building. Let's stand in the presence of an almighty God. If you're here under the sound of my voice and you didn't even know there was a wilderness, all you knew is you found yourself in a church this morning, then the next thing you know, there's some guy up there hollering and he would a lot of biblical references that maybe you don't fully understand. I want you to know that Jesus Christ is the lover of your soul, that you have come to the church in the wilderness, and there are waters for you to drink from here that are the waters of life. Hallelujah. I'm reaching for an adult today that's facing a relationship decision, a job decision, someone that's at a crossroad. These altars are open right now, church. Let's go. Let's go. I want to be part of the church in the wilderness. I don't want to fall behind. I don't want to get tangled with what's by the way. I need the Holy Ghost of heaven to fill my soul. I'm reaching for a young person. Come on, young person. Where are you at? What is God talking to you about? What sport is he telling you maybe you can sit out a season? Would you listen to the still, small voice of God this morning? What would Jesus do if you put your phone down for 30 days, saying to God, what healing would be manifest in our presence that we can't even think of right now because we're so entangled with the cares of this life? In the name of Jesus, if you're in this place and you feel the Spirit moving upon you and you're afraid to move out of your seat, Maybe you feel the Holy Ghost and you don't even know what it is. I want you to raise one hand in this place. Someone near you is going to pray for you. Someone near you is going to pray for you. Right now, if you need to feel the power and the presence of omnipotent God, these altars are open. I beg you to come. I implore you to come. But if you're not in a position to come, let somebody pray for you today. I see a hand over here to my right. I need a brother or a sister to go lay hands on my friend. Go talk to him right now. Agree with him by faith that the Lord is going to complete a work in his life. In the name of Jesus. You are the Hallelujah. Of life Hallelujah. Led. In Jesus' name. Jesus. I will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Cause I need you, Jesus. Somebody cry out to him today. To come to my rest. There's deliverance here. Terry in the presence of the Lord for just a moment. Terry in the presence of the Lord. There's no other name by which I am saved.